a KQED television production. Of like sort of old fisherman's wharf. It reminds me of old San Francisco. And that's be a little like Jean Valjean with the yeah. taint or whatever. Um, and worth the calories, the cholesterol, mm -hmm. and the heart attack you might have. It's like an adventure, you know? <laughs> You're gonna put it on your miner's helmet. It reminds me of oatmeal with a with a touch of wet dog. I did. Inhale. I always tell people when they say sommelier, sommelier, you say it sommelier, so sommel yay. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQED and by WineLuxury.com. From laptop to cell phone, Wine Luxury provides a fresh perspective into new Epicurean experiences. Wine and Dine magazine features personalities and connects people with local restaurants and wineries. Learn about wines featured on Check Please Bay Area and Wine Luxury's events and membership program. WineLuxury.com, celebrating the wine lifestyle. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG, online at marblecompany.com. Bay Area Subaru dealers, opportunities to test drive the all-new 2014 Subaru Forester are available to local Subaru dealers. A whole lot to love. Subaru.com. Donate your car to KQED's Vehicle Donation Program to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by CARS. Sabraco. Welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests and each one recommends one of their favorite spots and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, corporate tax consultant Scott Nelson has strong opinions. He doesn't mince words when it comes to food, wine, or taxes. And he says he's charismatic. I don't know, he's going to have to show me. A business owner who's okay with shameless self-promotion and campaigning for his eatery. And rapper Lyrics Born, or LB, is also an author, producer, songwriter, voiceover announcer, and foodie. But it's thoughts of the cool crowd and brilliant breakfast served up at his pick that keep him rhyming about the comfort food of home. But first, CIA graduate Emily Butler is a certified wine professional who works marketing food and wine. A Chinatown resident, she looks no further than her neighborhood for scintillating seasonings and sizzling satisfaction. Her place is on Jackson in San Francisco, and it's called Hunan Homes Restaurant. My name is James Yuan. I'm the owner of the uh, Hunan Homes Restaurant. We've been here since 1983. My brother is the chef. He uh, studied the cuisine in uh, Taiwan over uh, 40 years, and he's still uh, studying the cuisine. The pasta we have is 30 years recipe. The dough we make our own is nice and thin, so when we cook, it's nice and crispy. Well, we have fresh tank for the uh, crab. You can pick your crab, pick the best one, the big one, the heavy one. Mm -hmm. My personal favorite dish, there's a lot. <laughs> this is like a family uh, restaurant, so people like to come with the kids. We have a lot of kids grew up here since 1983, and they're still coming. I'm enjoying the uh, regular customer come to the holiday, see each other, greeting each other. We want you to feel uh, like a home.
All right, Emily, um, let's talk a little bit about maybe Hunan cuisine. It's very spicy, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to get a little bit more spice, not quite as spicy as Szechuan cooking, right. but there is definitely some spice, and they love to use, you know, the fiery red peppers. So it's right. definitely big, bold flavors. One of their uh, most popular dishes is their orange peel chicken. It has a really, really vibrant orange flavor that you can smell and you can taste all throughout the dish. And it's, it's fried chicken, but it's just perfectly fried. It's not greasy. They lay it on a little bed of pickled vegetables, so a little bit of daikon radish and some carrots, and it's perfect. And it has some chili peppers in it, too. It does. you got to watch out for those bad boys. Yeah. I was really excited coming from Berkeley. I'm, okay, great. We're coming over the bridge. We're going to Chinatown. We're going to eat, you know, and I was really excited. And then I got in, and I looked inside. And it was very homey, you know, and they had the jade pagoda tiles on the inside. And so we sat down, and I was really excited to eat. When I spoke to the server, I said, well, you know, I'm thinking about this sizzling fish. Is it, what do you, is this good? I mean, what do you consider the, the specialties? Like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, and so, so you were looking for a little bit more direction. I was, yeah, okay. because I, I really wanted to eat what made this restaurant special. We ended up getting the sizzling sliced fish. I thought it was nice. You know, mm -hmm. he brought it out. It had like big vegetable chunks in right. it, and it was like a white fish, and it was sliced really kind of irregularly, which is cool. I love that. It was very sizzling. Okay. Yeah, and it was, you know, and I'm sitting here drooling while I watch that, you know. <laughs> and we, you know, and it wasn't bad. Uh -huh. You know, I didn't think it was bad. I just, I just wasn't blown away. I took a couple of friends for mm -hmm. lunch. Um, same sort of scenario as LB uh, described. Uh, very much looking forward to you know being sort of wowed and and you know enjoying the experience because there are so many restaurants in Chinatown, mm -hmm. right? right? And it's, exactly. It's, yeah. You have to find something. How do you pick exactly. the right one? Right. The first thing we had was the hot and sour soup. Good. It was really really good. Lots of tofu, uh, lots of vegetables, um, a darker consistency, um, really flavorful, mm -hmm. beautiful, really loved it. The first thing after that was the shrimp fried rice. Okay. And uh, it came out and I, it looked lovely enough. Right. Um, and I took a bite and it sort of felt like the chef, when he was making it, was putting salt in the, in the actual rice and he sort of unscrewed the top and the salt just all came out. Now, and come on, I can't believe that, yeah, that. they don't even cook with salt. They, it, they use no. soy sauce for their seasoning. I, I, I gotta be honest, and, and it sort of felt like he just went, okay, and kept going. Okay. It, it, was, it was so... It was overly salted to you. Wow. In Chinese cooking, yeah. you know, they use soy sauce and... and uh, some, okay, somehow. So some fish and other things. Yeah. So should he, have, should he have ordered something else then? I mean, there's so many other dishes to uh, to choose. Um, for instance, they do a fantastic job with all of their different mushus, and they do a beautiful tableside presentation where they actually construct the little pancakes for you, which is lovely. Did, did you experience that? that? I did have that. Okay. That was nice. Did you like that? I did like good. that. Good. Yeah, that was good. The pot stickers mm. were fantastic. You get six in an order, and they're huge, and they're filled with delicious ground pork and scallions and different vegetables, and they're pan seared, so they have that delicious crust on the outside and then the other thing I love especially when you're there dining is the server will come by and make a little custom dipping sauce for you and I just love those little extra touches that they do table side the other thing I definitely want to include is is their beef dishes they mm. do a fantastic beef with string bean mm. it is the most tender beef I've ever had and the sauce is just super savory it just gives you that delicious umami flavor and mm. then the beans are crispy and they have that delicious crunch that's one of my all-time favorite dishes that 
there too. Oh, Scott's got a face, man. Look at I, his I, face. I feel like I ordered the wrong beef dish. Uh, you should come with me. Uh, clearly. Come with me next time. Clearly, yeah, I should come with you. Yeah, definitely. Because I definitely ordered the wrong dish. I got. I, I even asked the, uh, the the waiter. I, I said, "Hey, what is the go-to dish here? Right. Like, what do people love?" Right. And he said, "Hunan beef." Like, without hesitation. Right. Game on. So bring on the Hunan beef. I was really disappointed. It was. Honestly, the, the the most redeeming quality about the dish was the spiciness. Mm. But the beef was somewhat imitation-like, and the vegetables included iceberg lettuce. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit slimy, the sauce, and it was just we inconsistent. We should have gone with Emily because yes. she yes. clearly knew what to order. Exactly. Yeah. You know. It's a great little neighborhood gem, and it's something, um, a spot that we frequent, you know, three to five times a month. Mm. Right. You know, I live in the neighborhood, and so I walk those streets every day, and this right. is our Chinatown spot. I definitely saw that, though. You know, you walk in, you're like, oh, wow, there's some families here, there's some couples here that clearly know the menu. I think I probably could have benefited from a bit of guidance. I think probably my dining experience would have been different, right. you know, had that happened. Did you guys feel like you got value? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't expensive for right. sure. I mean, it was very reasonable, and that that that's what I think that was probably one of for me one of the redeeming qualities yeah. of the restaurant. So value. All right, Emily, this is your spot. Wrap it up. So Hunan Homes is really a Chinatown gem. It's accessible. It's consistent, and most of all, and most importantly, it's delicious. Okay, and LB. I think I think uh, you know my experience was a little different. I was a, a touch disappointed, but I think that if you're a local and you live in the area, it's probably a great spot. Okay, and Scott? Yeah, I would definitely agree, and, and I would say um, if you are perhaps a little under the weather and need some hot and sour soup, <laughs> which is such a great thing, <laughs> I would hands down recommend yeah. Hunan Homes. All right, yeah. if you would like to try Hunan Homes restaurant, it's on Jackson at Kearney in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-982-2844. It's open every day for lunch and dinner. Reservations are accepted, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $20. Seeking the shortest path from farm to feast, Scott's Place proudly lists the locations of the purveyors that supply both the restaurant and the cafe, as they're the ones that make their modern California cuisine possible. You'll find it all on Folsom in San Francisco at Radius Restaurant and Cafe. Our concept is uh, locally sourced California cuisine. For us, it's really about three things, which is you know traceability, quality, and community. I'm uh, John Whitehead, I'm the owner of Radius Restaurant in San Francisco. We source all of our ingredients, our meat, our seafood, and our produce from a 100 mile radius. Instead of having uh, international wine lists, we really wanted to focus on what's being made in our backyard. We're forming relationships with these farmers, with these winemakers, and I think that the quality really shines through in the meal. In the last three years, we've really seen the stretch of Folsom sort of blossom. We took over the Old Julie Supper Club, it had been shuttered for about two years and took us about six months to really turn it back into the gym that it always had been. We found the original 1906 Douglas fir floors. There was a, a large dance floor that we removed. We actually made all of our tables out of that dance floor. We have a cafe and a restaurant. You know, cafe's open for lunch. Restaurant is really a little more elegant. It's great for large groups. It's a very comfortable setting to, to, to start your evening or end your evening. 
So this really is a quintessential San Francisco restaurant. As soon as you walk through the door, I want you to have one of the best experiences of your life. Now, Scott, Radius um, is all about local. Is that what drew you to it in the first place? Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very much a, a local restaurant that's built on passion for fresh ingredients, mm -hmm. local ingredients. And what, what do you get when you go? Do you crave something? My go-to at Radius is, is honestly the fried chicken. This fried chicken is off the charts. It's juicy, it's succulent. The batter mm -hmm. is perfectly spiced. It's not too thick. And then it's paired with this amazing dish of Brussels sprouts along with some ham hock, which just gives it this amazingly rich texture. And it just, it just sort of wows the plate. So I have to agree with you. It was really moist. I could definitely tell they brined it in some way. And I have to agree. I Soak it for 24 hour in buttermilk. Exactly, wow. exactly. I absolutely loved, loved, loved the Brussels sprouts. They mm. were one of my favorite things about the entire experience. But the chicken, the skin, the way you described it, I wish it did that for me. It was kind of a miss for me. To me, the skin was too thick. It almost had, and I, I really hate to say this, but like kind of a shake and bake texture. Mm. It was a miss for but me. But the chicken mm. inside. The chicken was, was so moist and delicious, mm. and yeah. it, I almost would have just preferred taking the, the crust off and eating it like mm -hmm. that. We had the trout. Mm -hmm. which was awesome it was fantastic and then we also had the lamb which was amazing you know and I, I was just I was really blown away you know everything was just cooked so nicely and it's so easy to overdo trout you know and it was so nice and pink and juicy and the skin was so crispy you know and it was awesome with the two big pieces of rye on the side <laughs> you know the lamb it was so stringy and it just came apart you know and then it had that it was like this almond you know, it was almost like a hash or something <laughs> you're you know? just so, so happy crunchy you know I, I i thought everything put on the table was fantastic. The other thing that was so impressive to me is when you look at the menu and at the bottom, it yeah, lists that was really cool. all the ingredients and where they were sourced from. That really shows a restaurant that cares and is really committed to their philosophy. And it's not an, an overly large menu or overly large wine list, really a one-page wine list, but it's all about local wines. Um, Absolutely. Did you drink some wine? Absolutely. I mean, you know, truthfully, uh, you know, I always bring wine to, to restaurants that I go to, but uh, it, always? Always. Really? I have a little bit of a wine cellar. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, but truthfully, <laughs> truth be told, uh, if you know what you're doing with wine, uh, that list is fantastic. And, and there it's, actually yeah. are some values. No. There's uh, some great values. And they have nice, you know, buy the glass prices and nice bottle prices. And absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the things we didn't talk about were the appetizers. One of my favorites is the pork belly. Incredible. Crispy in the outside, succulent in the inside, mm -hmm. melt in your mouth. Crazy, they pair it with a kimchi. Which wow. you wouldn't think of, but the sweet and the savory, like it, it just, mm -hmm. your mouth just explodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. I had several dishes. We actually wound up ordering the prefix, so we actually ordered a few extra dishes too. Um, we started off with the Jerusalem artichoke soup, which was very beautiful. It was mm -hmm. very clean. It was just a nice way to sort of prepare your palate. They had a sunflower sprout in there, and I had never, I've wow. never had that before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was so lovely, and it had just this really interesting texture, similar to a 
watercress. I love that I was able to experience something new that I've never had. And talk a little bit about the ambiance because right next door is the cafe. Right, right. right. Yeah, so the cafe is, is, is definitely more built toward uh, a breakfast lunch mm -hmm. sort of a scenario. And they do, right. it's the same concept. Right. Desserts? Do you even make it there? Yeah, I, I'd love to talk about the, uh, the dark chocolate cake with white chocolate grenache pillows and topped with an extremely thin layer of dark chocolate. Mm. Just exquisite. I mean, melts in your mouth, perfect consistency, beautiful. Did you try desserts? I did. I beyond tried them. <laughs> I inhaled them. <laughs> it was the lemon... The, I the had that too. Oh, God, the lemon curd, I think it was. The, yeah. It was like this big wedge, and it just had these dollops of cream on the side. The meringue, the, right, yeah. the meringue. It just kind of fell apart when you put the fork in there, you know, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. I will have to say that my um, idea and how I really judge all restaurants um, on their dessert menu and their, and their pastry side is if you can really nail a dessert without it being too sweet. Right. And they did. And right. the lemon curd, it was just perfectly tangy, right. but it had a beautiful bottom crust that mm -hmm. was nice and buttery and had a little bit of sweetness. And then to the cake, it was very rich, but it wasn't too sweet. And so I think they definitely have a very wonderful pastry program there. All right, it's your restaurant, Scott, so give us a quick summary. If you're looking for a local restaurant that is passionate about fresh, local, sustainable ingredients, Radius needs to be at the top of your list. All right, LB. I thought the Radius was fantastic. I mean, from top to bottom, it was an excellent meal. The, the atmosphere, the service, the experience was great. I mean, I'd eat there every night if I could. <laughs> All right, and Emily? Yeah. If I lived in the neighborhood or if I was around the Soma area, you know, after work, I think it'd be a great spot to grab a glass of wine, sit at the bar, catch up with a girlfriend, enjoy some of the delicious appetizers. So I definitely uh, think it's worth checking out again. All right, if you would like to try Radius Restaurant and Cafe, it's on Folsom between 7th and 8th in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-525-3676. It's open for dinner Tuesday through Saturday. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $50. Ah, the good life is apparent everywhere you look in California's Santa Barbara County. Multi-million dollar homes, million dollar views, and world-class wines that taste like they could cost a fortune, but luckily don't. A vacationer's paradise with beaches, shopping, and historical landmarks like Hearst Castle, the nearly 4,000-square-mile county encompasses the splendid city of Santa Barbara, with its trendy urban wine trail where tasting rooms have sprouted up within spitting distance of the shoreline. Other towns such as the Danish-influenced Solvang and quaint Buellton, made famous in the movie Sideways, are worthy of a visit. There are three distinct areas within Santa Barbara County that are home to some of my favorite producers in California. The first is the rugged Santa Inez Valley, where Rhone varieties such as Grenache are star players. Within that valley lies a true gem, the Santa Rita Hills Appalachian. Cool and foggy, it's a place where Pinot Noir and Chardonnay reach world-class status. Both these varieties are also the anchor of the nearby Santa Maria Valley. I nominate them all for the Wine Oscars. Cheers. For Lyrics Born, the simple pleasures of home sweet home are what's important. And his local haunt wraps him with warmth along with a little counterculture, a little hipster, and a lot of fresh local ingredients. On Shattuck in Berkeley, it's called Gorilla Cafe. 
when we opened seven years ago, we were one of the first cafes that really featured art and kind of had an artistic direction. My name is Andrea Ali. This is Gorilla Cafe, and this is Kuma. Every two months or so, we have rotating shows with uh, local artists and international artists. We kind of grew up with the social justice movement, and we kind of wanted to feature some of our local and international heroes and let our customers read about it when they came to visit. We make a lot of different things ourselves, homemade. None of us have professional chef experience. I've been a waitress my whole life. We like to present food that's clean and healthy and beautifully presented, and, and most importantly, we like to make it with love. We were one of the first cafes to serve Blue Bottle coffee, and we're still proudly serving up delicious Blue Bottle cappuccinos. One of the best parts about coming to visit Gorilla is all the interesting people you'll meet. So we have a lot of regulars who come in and you'll definitely hear some great music playing. Our staff is very diverse and friendly. They're, a lot of them are artists and musicians, so they have a lot to add to your dining experience. Let's talk about Gorilla Cafe. <laughs> I love Gorilla Cafe. Every time I leave for tour or come back from tour, it is definitely, it feels like home. It's right in the heart of Berkeley in the gourmet ghetto, and it has the most fantastic uh, ambiance and with reclaimed everything right down it's to the... It's not a big place. No, it's very small. It's very homey. It's very mm -hmm. lively. The food is just fantastic. It's very honest. You know, everything is locally sourced for the most part, and all the recipes are house-made from syrup to the aioli to the barrel-aged hot sauce, you know, and it's just very, very real, you know. Did, what do you get when you when you eat there? I generally get the waffles, you know. Okay. It's, um, it's like a big, thick waffle like this that's about this big, you know, and they leave all the irregularly shaped crinkles on the side. I don't know how to say it other than crinkles. I got the buttermilk and banana waffles and they put a big pile of fresh organic fruit with some mint on the top and then you pour the homemade syrup there and you get a giant pat of butter, you know. Not oh. bad. Yeah. I actually had the special waffle mm. that they had that day, which was a honey wheat waffle. Mm. Um, it was good. It was good. I, I wasn't like blown away, but it was good. It was good. Um, slightly grainy in texture, but but I would say that's probably more due to the wheat right. factor than mm -hmm. anything else. But like you said, I mean, very much a local place. And honestly, it reminds me of some place that might be in San Francisco. Um, very sort of diner-esque. Mm -hmm. One thing I gotta say that I loved about it is that they serve blue bottle coffee. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And who doesn't love right. blue bottle coffee, right? I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. So I had a blue bottle cappuccino, ridiculous. I actually went for breakfast as well, and mm -hmm. it was really refreshing because there aren't enough breakfast places in San Francisco. So mm -hmm. when you go out for brunch on the weekends, you can expect to wait in right. line for an hour. Right. So it's very pleasantly surprised. So it's worth it to head over to Berkeley Absolutely. if you live in the city. Absolutely, yeah. We, we went at like 11.30, no line, sat right down, um, very funky, very urban. One of the things you guys didn't mention, which I'm surprised you didn't, is they play fantastic music. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that part mm -hmm. of it. Very kickback. It almost kind of reminded me of a little bit of a Southern California energy, which I really, really mm -hmm. enjoy. And we actually ordered a ton of different dishes. My favorite was their cinnamon toast. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Right. I could eat it every morning for breakfast. And they served it with like a raspberry jam that was super tart, really tangy, which I love. And I, I just loved it. It was very simple, but it was just executed really, really well. Mm -hmm. I loved that they did have some savory things mm -hmm. on the menu. For instance, they had a prosciutto 
prosciutto plate, which I thought was really cool. Right. So it was like a little bit of prosciutto. They give a little side of like olive and cucumber, and I just I just love that. It was such a mm. interesting thing for breakfast time. The one thing I have to say is all the eggs dishes that I got were like a hard boiled egg, and mm. I really I really wanted like a, a runny oozy egg that mm. I could sop up with my toast. So I would say if you is if it you because like you didn't that, order that? Or? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Typically uh, when you get like a poached egg, it's, right. it is kind of like a has a runny middle. Right. If you really crave that that runny yolk, I would definitely specify that because mm. there were there were two dishes where I thought that was going to happen and it didn't. One of the guests that I was with had the polenta with eggs, mm -hmm. with poached eggs. And Me too. Right, yeah. so same thing, right? So the egg I wanted, the consistency. I wanted it to just swirl into right. the polenta. It was a little overcooked. It was totally okay. overcooked, yeah. Which, we, uh, which was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I gotta say, the service was amazing. The people were ridiculously friendly. They were just awesome. The service because you was go to fantastic. the counter and you pay. Right, it's exactly. Not, it's it's right. a pay and sit down. Yeah, right. Um, but they were lovely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the service was fantastic. Okay. Loved it. And yeah. I mean, do you just go for breakfast, or is there lunch stuff that you love? They have lunch. Yeah, yeah I love the panini. The okay. panini is great. Uh, you know, you you would think, and and just keeping in line with what you're saying. I mean, everything's so simple. You yeah. know, which is really nice. And so. It's just a panini, it's like a round piece of bread, but it has turkey on it and sun-dried tomatoes and the house-made aioli and the cheese is just falling off the oh, side. Oh, that's good. Mm. Right? Yeah. And then you put the I hot sauce I did see that, that looked good. They've got a big barrel in the top shelf that says, don't open till 2014. <laughs> the hot sauce is curing up there. Wow. And if you pair that with one of their soups of the day, they just have so many great soups every day. And so, it's a, yeah, it's awesome for lunch, too, for that reason. All right, LB, wrap it up for us. <laughs> I love Gorilla Cafe. I think it's fantastic for a great local, wholesome, honest spot for breakfast and or lunch. You know, they have the greatest food, the greatest atmosphere, and at an awesome price. All right, and Scott? If you're looking for a great place uh, in the East Bay for breakfast, Corolla's definitely your spot. All right, and Emily? Definitely recommend heading over the bridge and checking it out. It's fun, it's hip, it's very urban, and they have a killer cinnamon toast. All right, if you would like to try Gorilla Cafe, it's on Shattuck between Lincoln and Cedar in Berkeley. The telephone number is 510-845-2233. It's open for breakfast and lunch every day. Reservations are not accepted, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $15. Well, I have to thank my fabulously colorful guests on this week's show, Emily Butler and the traditional Chinese food served up at Hunan Homes Restaurant in San Francisco, and Scott Nelson, who introduced us to Radius Restaurant and Cafe in San Francisco, and lastly, lyrics-born LB, who returns home to his local haunt of Gorilla Cafe in Berkeley. Don't forget that you can visit our website at kqed.org slash checkplease to find out information on each of the restaurants we've discussed today. It's the place to add your comments because we really do want to know what you think. The website is where you can watch a segment or download a whole show and where you can read my notes on all of the wonderful wines we're drinking today, including those from Brewer Clifton. You can also stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter. So don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease. Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQED and by
WineLuxury.com. From laptop to cell phone, Wine Luxury provides a fresh perspective into new Epicurean experiences. Wine and Dine magazine features personalities and connects people with local restaurants and wineries. Learn about wines featured on Check Please Bay Area and Wine Luxury's events and membership program. WineLuxury.com, celebrating the wine lifestyle. IRG has thousands of natural stone surfaces, all in stock today. IRG, online at MarbleCompany.com. Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the all-new 2014 Subaru Forester are available to local Subaru dealers. A whole lot to love. Subaru.com. Donate your car to KQED's Vehicle Donation Program to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by CARS. KQED television production.